I always studied under different business coaches. You want to be a success in anything that you do. You have to be the CEO of your own business. So it is Carrie Ann with a side of mortgage, right? This agent with a side of real estate, those people are buying into you and you've got to know all things about your specific craft. Hey everyone, Michael Conrad here with the Business of Homes podcast. Each week we're taking you to sort of a behind the scenes look at the business, the philosophy and the entrepreneurship behind homes. Today with us, we have someone who's actually not a realtor, but an absolute titan in the industry in her own right. And that is Carrie Ann Sear. And I have known her for a number of years as someone who has been um, out there starting new ideas, and helping just a ton of people. And I'm so glad that we get to dig into some of the business side of her world because she has been um, making waves and helping people for how many years now? Yeah, 22 years in the mortgage business now. Oh my goodness, all here in Nashville. Here in Nashville. Oh my goodness. Got my start right at the bottom. So you have seen all of it from up to down to left to right. All the things, yes. (laughs) Okay, so, but all of us, I find in this industry, are coming from these different backgrounds sure. that aren't natural segues. Who's going directly into mortgage? Who's right. going directly into real estate? It's it's not as common. We typically feed from these other locations. I know my background was an absolute turn left non sequitur. Where did you come from? Yeah, so I moved to Nashville to pursue music. I was serving at a local restaurant. I probably was bitching and moaning about why I was still serving and not making it in the music business. And my manager at the time said, do you know anything about the mortgage business? He was the restaurant manager. His wife was in the business and she actually is still in it today. Um, And he said that she's going to teach classes on a Saturday. Would I be interested? And so I said, absolutely. So I started taking her classes and she gave me an opportunity way at the bottom. I was the girl who got the coffees and took out, you know, ran the FedEx runs and all the things. Um, And I was blessed because being such a competitor um, and had that work ethic for my parents a long time ago, I said, you know, if music's not going to make it, I need to do something. I'm going to make it somehow, some way. And so I just took on the challenge and just kind of walked my way um, over so many years to, to the top. So it's been good. I think that that is something that is certainly within the larger conversation about work ethic and about that competitiveness in business. I never thought I was going to go into business. In fact, I thought business was the last place Mm -hmm. I wanted to go. However, I'd like to win. Yeah. You know, and that competitiveness leaked in and became this big driving force. And I love to hear a story like that where someone has really put the time and the effort in because not only have they seen all sides, they probably know that business really, really well, but they can empathize with everyone else that's around them. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I will be honest, I gave up on music, I think a little too soon. I got here, I was, you know, a small fish in a big pond where before I was Mm. the big fish in the small pond. Um, And I didn't know how to handle that emotionally. And so I struggled with some things with that. And so giving me my second chance in quotations to do something, I really wanted to go out and not give up and learn all the things. And so I think a true foundation in anything we do is key. So many people get in our industry, just in the real estate industry, and there's so many facets to the real estate industry, but they just get into it, I think, A, possibly for the wrong reasons, or B, they wanna just already get to the top without putting in the time um, and the ability to learn all the things, right? I think it's really important for that that base, that foundation. And I'm so grateful for that because people call me, even just on my drive here, 
for that. It's been you know, 15 years in the making now that I've been in, in the sales side of it. And um, I use all the knowledge that I used. It's the old school, the OG stuff that we used way, way back in the day to be able to get a loan approved is still how we do that today. But being able to be a true professional, one that studies their craft on a regular basis, has that background of what true work ethic means, what organization means, you know, what systems to put within their business, what all that means and how that can really make a difference uh, for my personal business. Then in turn, the real estate, you know, industries, which is a huge win. Yeah. The real estate industry, the specifically being a real estate agent right. is a funny reality because there's not a typical organizational structure for you to start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of agents are coming out of real estate agent school and they're testing and they're just launching right into sure. sales. Um, the world of construction that I come from, the world of mortgage that you were kind of coming into, it gave us a chance to start at the bottom. And I think that there's an incredible benefit in that. We talked about on this podcast, other places um, with other podcasts that there's a benefit in going to literally everyone when you're new in business, yeah. anyone who will teach you, anyone who will share information, anyone who will just bring you along in their process to get that learning. Yes. What was one of those specific things that you learned early on from someone that was like, oh, I got to hold on to that? Yeah, I think you're. it's so true. I will tell you, I'd never learned except for that one gal about the base of the mortgages, but I've never studied under a mortgage coach, right? Mm. I always studied under different business coaches because somebody told me a long time ago, if you want to be a success in anything that you do, you have to be the CEO of your own business. So it is Carrie Ann with a side of mortgage, right? It's this agent with a side of real estate. They're, those people are buying into you and you've got to know all things about your specific craft. So I was really blessed to be told to step out of my comfort zone a really long time ago. And maybe music allowed for that. But the girl that was making the least wasn't doing the most. I put myself in a really uncomfortable situation and put myself at those tables where I was around the people doing more. I was around the gals. I wanted to find strong females that I could look up to because in my industry many, many years ago, it was a few of us gals and a bunch of gentlemen, and that's completely fine. Um, And I've never was one to, you know, say that I was this or that. I just was going to do, right? And so, yeah, there's a bunch of men at this table and me. That's okay. I'm going to be right there and I'm going to learn. Um, And there was some men that I've learned from. They were older. They were wiser. They taught me that it is okay to want more, you know, even if I am a female within this industry, um, if I'm really good and I'm doing it for all the right reasons and um, and I'm one that is so super knowledgeable. I can be that gal that was way at the back of the conference room at the awards banquet, receiving the last award. But I am worthy of the girl receiving the first award, or maybe it's flipped, where I'm the one at the at, right at the top. Right? I'm worthy of that, and I can do that. I just have to put the systems in place and just that mind shift that I am the CEO of my own business. And since then. Um, I've been, you know, making one step forward every single uh, day and year and continuing to grow. So Carrie Ann, that is an amazing nugget that you just dropped. I hope all of our listeners are rewinding and re-listening because ultimately the services we provide, Mm -hmm. the skills we have are overlaid upon us as business people. Yeah. And the CEO of your own brand 
your brand might change over time. You, the way you apply your skills, the certain type of customers that you're serving, even the market dynamics that might be applied to you, is going to cause an element of change in your day-to-day mm-hmm. practice as an entrepreneur, as a business person. And it's going to mean that you can't just solely identify as a real estate agent or as a mortgage banker. You sure. have to be able to be someone who can move and shift and adjust. And I think this is a great piece of advice for our audience here that if you're in real estate, continue to diversify, continue to think of yourself as a practitioner of business and as an entrepreneur, not solely as an agent who's showing homes or negotiating contracts Mm -hmm. or selling or whatever. Yeah. And, or if you are, if that's a passion of yours, um, but you want to grow. I mean, I think all of us get in this business, A, to serve a community, right? I mean, I think that um, is one thing that allows us our heart to shine and we are able to do for others. It gives me goosebumps every time where I take a loan that was once told no and I bring, you know, life back into it. It's fun for me. It's fun for me. However, I am in this business to make a dollar so I can continue to um, do more, right? I mean, we can't, I wish it was just, you know, came out of the sky, but you know, that's not how this works, right? And so we are in the business of profit and then the right profit, right? Meaning do good for others, you know, with your dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so with all that to be said, there is systems, right? There is consistencies. There is, um, you deciding that you're not just going to work with a lender who took you to lunch or, you know, a, a vendor who did this or that just cause, right? You're going to ask all the right questions. You're going to peel back things and make sure that you're moving in a, in a forward direction with true professionals, Right. Um, Because if you're only going to be blessed so much time within this industry, and some people, I mean, I met a gentleman who's been 65 years in this industry. I'm like, whoo, hallelujah to you. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. But if I thought a little differently, maybe in my 20s, you know, you and I would be doing this podcast for different reasons. I would, this would be a retirement podcast, you know, something, something completely different and our toes would be in the sand and all the things. Um, But I you know, chose to have a little one late in life, you know, so I'm a little older with a 10 year old, which makes life fun now. Um, and I'm able to challenge myself to do things that really make me step out of my box to, to do even more, right. To expand, to serve even more of the community, but you can't do that. If you just go out and like wing it, you know, every morning, you have to have systems in place to be able to ultimately see your goals, you know, further along, um, and be able to achieve those. So I think one of the things that I've really learned uh, sort of in the 10 plus years of being in business is that I'm kind of waking up to this awareness more and more that other entrepreneurs and business people that I'm surrounded by, that I might be doing business with, that that alignment is really important. And it's not just, can they sell me that banana that I need? It's no, it's like, who's that person and are they running as hard as I'm running? And that alignment, I think isn't something that you're taught necessarily in real estate school or even in the business of hard knocks sometimes. That alignment comes from identifying the people that are going to help raise all boats, so to Mm -hmm. speak. And that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about our friendship over the years is that every single time we're around each other, I feel inspired. I feel inspired to continue to push harder Mm -hmm. and sort of elevate the conversation, elevate the service, Mm -hmm. you know, work with a larger group of people than I previously was and do it at a better quality. And so the ability to do that only comes from being surrounded by the right people. And so I take this as a piece of encouragement for anyone listening here that 
you know, don't just go to that, uh, do business with a person that took you to lunch. Do the work. Mm -hmm. Do the work, put the systems in place. That means find the right people to be surrounded by. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the old adage? You're uh, the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. That is certainly true in the real estate business. Oh, absolutely. And and I think you can learn. Be, be Don't allow your ego to get so big because I found myself so many years ago thinking I knew all things, right? I felt like, well, I'm so good, right? So good at all things. And then I was humbled enough to realize that I wasn't. And so right after having my little one, I lost my job. I went from something to nothing overnight. And I was quick, quickly humbled. Um, my husband at the time didn't have a, a job. We had no income coming in. Um, I was also diagnosed with postpartum. So I had all the things happen mm. at me, throwing up, th coming at me left and right. And so I was at that crossroads, right, where, where I was so many years ago in music. Do I give up? Do I keep going? What do I do? You know? Um, and so I will tell you that you being in the business for 10 years, I will say about 10 years ago is where I had to make a mind shift. All things changed 10 years ago. That's when I decided to approach my business completely different. I, would gonna, I was going to lead with value. I wasn't going to just assume I was going to get anything from anybody. I was going to set it up where if something was to happen ever again, that it was okay. The decision of another was not going to change the outcome of my success. Um, and I've been really moving that thought process forward each day um, over the last 10 years. And, it's, and my business has flourished. Um, it's been fun. I've been able to mentor and coach so many more other people um, help other females within, you know, different businesses um, that just want to go after something bigger um, because we can do that. But it took me being stripped down and having nothing for a period of time to decide, okay, I need to rebuild this and I need to rebuild it the right way. That feels like it could just be a grind when you have to get up and you have to like get out there and serve others with no expectation of return. There's, there's a, almost a verging on a hollow feeling of grind that when I first look at that, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that. But then if we start to look at motivation, what's the motivation, the reason why you're out there grinding? Mm -hmm. If it is in fact to serve others and it's to better yourself and align with the right people, then it becomes all of a sudden this breath of life gets infused into it and it's not a grind anymore. It's this sort of like Zen way of being where win or lose, you're in a good spot mm -hmm. to be in because you know that you're being motivated by the right things. Yeah. I mean, so 08 happened. If you, if many of us lived through that, um, some, you know, went from something to nothing overnight, yeah. right. With 08, uh, COVID happened. Some people went from something to nothing mm -hmm. overnight, you know, and we lost some amazing, you know, friends along the way with all of that my grind is to set myself up, to set my family up, my daughter up, where, you know, we teach and I teach, you know, true hard work does have an outcome, right? Um, and if something was to happen again, I'm not going to be on the ground crying with no direction. I have systems in place now. I have a backup plan. Um, my mom taught me a long time ago to save, right? Um, but if we don't, think about it. And we just, you know, we're in this business for the wrong reasons. We're making money, spending money. Then we end up with no money, you know, type of thing. And so kind of reinvesting ourselves to be better. I do think that everything is a stepping stone in life. I think music was a stepping stone for me to mm. fall into this great business that I'm in today. 
which is the mortgage industry, which is a stepping stone to get me probably back on stage to do something even more powerful, which I'm really excited about. And so you just never know, um, A, who we get to meet within this industry that we're in. It's just amazing. I get to meet so many amazing people, so many people that I'm like, I look at them and just they're just the average Joe. And they have built businesses that inspire me, right? That get me motivated to do more. And it's okay for female to be the mom, to be the breadwinner, to be hungry and be driven. It is okay to want to make more money because you know what? My mom got diagnosed with cancer a few years back. We don't know if she's here for 20 more years, three more months. It's just the type of cancer that she has. And she is going to have the best life given by her oldest daughter and all of her kids here on out. And I can do that with because of the ability of the industry that I'm in, right? That I get to make more and be able to give her um, the best life that she gets and deserves. Amazing. What do we do with the successes that we've had? What do we do with the failures that we've had? Those, Mm. the money that can be earned in successes or the experience, but also those learning opportunities. Oh yeah, totally. Is really, I think, what is defining today's entrepreneur. And, and specifically here in the real estate industry, Nashville is starting to get its own little market moments in time where if you've been around the mortgage or the real estate industry for long enough, you've seen a couple different chapters. What have you done with that? I think is the question I have for myself and for all the listeners here mm-hmm. is that what are we getting out of uh, the pandemic era? What are we getting out of the craziness of 21 and 22? Mm-hmm. What are we getting out of the tw- 2008, 2009 crash? Mm-hmm. If we're taking that and using it for profit, not the money profit, but for personal betterment profit, right. if we are using that, then we're getting ahead. I'm, I love that you're talking about taking new ideas and a team and allowing it to build you up by breathing into others or to sort of taking new ideas and grappling with them. In fact, I would say innovation is one of the things that you and I connected on mm-hmm, early mm-hmm. on this sort of sometimes bullheaded, sometimes inspired yeah. um, sort of moment of like, I'm going to cut some new trail, grab that machete, head into the jungle. And even though it's a little different than what other people are doing, I'm going to do it in a way that I can remain positive, but also that I can sort of make a way Mm -hmm. for others to come with me with this team I'm building. So um, talk to me a little bit more about the team that you're building around yourself, because that's something that I've also been focusing on the last 10 years and how it's a little different than maybe some other folks in your industry do it. And certainly others than um, some of the real estate agents we interact with. Yeah. Um, I think our passions to do different, to get out there, like you said, and get in the jungle, I will say is, is um, we're challenged by, the uncomfortableness of being, it's okay to fail. I want to make sure um, that is one thing. I mean, I think Michael Jordan reminded us that, you know, we fail forward, right? We see some of the greats that are where they are today because of them taking more risks, jumping in the deep end when they didn't know how to swim, you know, and just being okay to fail forward. So I will tell you that I've been failing um, for for many years um, and quickly seeing that as a learning opportunity um, and making sure when I wake the next morning that I use everything that I learned yesterday and recreate a solution Mm. and a system in place so it doesn't happen again, right? Um, And I'm also quick, uh, people say that I 
say the word pivot a lot. You know, I'm quick. I feel like that was from marching band many years ago when I had a turn. Yeah. When I do the, the, the turns and things, but you know, I'm quick to pivot, which means I am quick to, um, realize that that didn't work and I'm jumping into something different. Right. Um, and keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. When it comes to the team, we are only as good as the people that we surround ourselves with, totally. right? But you're building your team based upon you taking complete ownership of your strengths and weaknesses. People love me for certain things and hate me for the same things, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that I am super good at A, B, and C and really bad. And I take 100% ownership of D, E, and F. I know it, right? And I'm not going to fake it. You know, I know our acting skills say fake it till we make it type right. of thing. If I take complete ownership that I know I'm not organized, that I need to find someone who will keep me organized, who will keep me on a schedule. I wouldn't be here today if someone didn't say I needed to leave my house by a certain time frame because I had 7,000 different calls, right? Having somebody that is 100% on board with you to make sure that they have the same outcome um, or they understand the the reason why we're doing what we're doing too, right? They believe in the same core beliefs of what we have and the, and the outcome of our success together, right? I know I'm only as successful as I am today because of the people I surround myself with, which include the people that are organized, the people that um, can take an idea and help me execute on that idea. Um, and also know that um, you, they have to be okay with hard work. You know, um, my, I respect all people, but I demand a lot out of all of us. And that might be that Meg, my mother was the general, you know, growing up. Uh, my dad was the Lieutenant Colonel, but my mom was the general. Like she required a lot out of us. The expectation was, was a lot. Um, you don't just do average work, even though that was in my English class and I probably failed out of another class. I was going to be the best I could or try the best I can, you know, all the things. And so building a team has been amazing. It's been a lot of hard work. You make some right hires, you make some wrong hires. Mm. I think when it comes to real estate teams, um, you know, people are wanting a team just cause I think even in the mortgage business, they want a team just cause it sounds fancy. Um, they hire the wrong people. They hire people that want to be them. When people come to me on my team and say, I want to be you when I grow up, I want to I would say, fabulous. This is wonderful. You're not actually on the team. I will mentor you and I'll coach you to be me when you grow up type of thing, right? If you, I'm looking for compliments. I'm looking for people that are comfortable being in the side cart of the motorcycle because we have a long journey to go and I want us to stay together for a really long time, right? If you have some team members that just are part of your team for a couple of years and then they want to jump and go and fly, you know, that is great, um, but that doesn't keep a strong team speaking the same language for a really long time. And I've been blessed to have uh, some folks with me five years, eight years, 10 years. Sean and I have been together 15 years, right? That is what a true team is when you're in this career to work together to build something magical. I would never have been able to serve um, over a thousand families without an amazing team. And it doesn't take a lot of people, it just takes the right people with the right systems and um, organization behind you and the consistency with it to, to do something magical. Yeah, this is a great encouragement to me, actually. Um, I feel like over the years, I, in trying to identify the right team members, have used a number of different approaches, sure. and I'm not sure all of them were very successful. I've done the classic, who do I like? Oh. Who do I want to be around? You know, and I found that that has had a pretty hit and miss uh, sort of success rate. <laughs> I've had the, uh, well, who has the best resume and the bona fides, right? Like, who can I really trust based on the paper to tell me, you know, if they're the right fit for my team? And that's had some varying levels mm -hmm. of success as well. 
But this encouragement here is a good one. And that is look for the complimentary pieces. Mm -hmm. And if you don't yet know who compliments you, I think you have to do that classic Gary Keller thing of figuring out what is your one thing or what's your couple of things, Mm -hmm. your ABC, like you talked about, that really moves the needle or brings you a lot of satisfaction or hopefully both. Mm -hmm. And then exclude all of those other things. Put them on the right side of the list and then try to find folks that fill that out. It sounds simple, but it is anything but in the hiring process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and initially I was looking for work ethic. I was looking for customer service. I was looking for people that could finish my sentences, meaning you buy into me. What is me? I'm a driver. I've got a lot of personality. I like to have a lot of fun, all the things. If I then hire duds, you know, or people that don't compliment me, it's just not going to be successful. Right. And so being able to find those that met all of these needs and wants, I think that were important for me and that also filled in the buckets that I was not really good at, um, allowed me then to teach them the one, two, threes of the mortgage business. Mm -hmm. Right. And then over the years and being able to serve so many families, I knew if I could just say, see how I did it. Cause someone taught me, right. I, I was driven enough to learn it, to comprehend it, and then to execute on it. I felt like I could find those people. And I feel like I, I have, which is great. There's um, eight of us that have been consistent. Um, and so it doesn't take a lot of people to do some some great magic. You know, some people think that Carrie and my mortgage team is the entire branch of 50-something people. It's a fairly small group. But I did want to be able to serve a larger group of folks um, and be able to build something magical within Middle Tennessee, which was... CMG Financial. Um, And so I think we now have 18 originators that are doing great things here locally um, and processors and underwriters and admin and all the things. Um, But my small team that does lots of business, um, it just takes the right people, you know, on that team. Hey, everyone. It's Jake, director for the Business of Homes podcast. I hope you've been enjoying today's episode beginning with Carrie Ann leaving the music industry with her first lessons in the mortgage business, how everything changed for her 10 years ago, and how innovation has shaped her current career. When we return, Carrie Ann will share how she started putting herself before her business, how positivity can create a powerhouse, and what the future of real estate looks like to her. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Business of Homes Pod, where you can interact with us and see some great bite-sized pieces from all of our episodes. For you listeners out there, did you know our entire podcasts are filmed and are on our YouTube channel? Check it out next time you want to see our amazing guests tell their stories. And are you currently watching this episode in video format? Don't forget to follow us on your preferred audio streaming service to take us with you on the go. Lastly, Do you have any feedback or want to suggest someone for the show? Email us at thebusinessofhomespodcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy the rest of today's episode with Carrie Ann. Let's get back to it. Real estate is such a funny um, industry because you can have a big team or you can have the team that surrounds you in what you need to do to get transactions done. And I know that you and I sort of connect from a a vendor-related team um, sort of angle. A family, yeah. Yeah, a family. (laughs) I love that. And I think that's an important place to start. If you are starting in uh, the real estate side of business, Mm -hmm. the first thing to say is, okay, I'm not a team of one. 
I have people that surround me because real estate is a team sport. Yep. And if I want to grow to have additional team members under my own brand, I have to start with having good practice and how to identify good team members in my sort of like family that works in these transactions. Because every single transaction is going to need a couple people in a couple different categories to be able to achieve success yeah, for that. And lead with positivity. I mean, this is a really stressful industry. I'm blind, um, now legally blind in both eyes, but 100% blind in one eye because of the stress of this industry. You know, my life, I've made some changes over the last year to put me before the business where I did put the business before me. Um, and crazy enough, by me focusing on me has allowed the business to flourish even more because I'm now I'm stronger. I'm mentally ready for all the things that are going to come at me. Um, but leading with positivity, what I say is there are so many stressors that are going to turn us. There's triggers all within the day within our industry that make this agent, you know, snap at that agent that snaps at that lender that snaps at this, you know, other vendor, et cetera, et cetera. You know, at the end of the day, we, we have to have the ultimate goal, which is to, understand if we're in within contract that we all want to get to the finish line in the most smoothest manner, yeah. right? Using threats, using negativities don't get us anywhere, you know, and I'm surprised even to this day, some of the stuff that comes at me and I just breathe. I use all my tools now that I've been learning uh, to kind of, you know, rise up and take the higher road. And those that do that, you'll find are the leaders within this industry, right? They're the leaders within real estate, right? They find solutions everywhere you and I go. There's always going to be problems, but how can we just take a moment, look at everything and find a solution with, with which, whichever industry that we're in, because at the ultimate is it's the real estate, right? We're, we're selling and loving on people that want to purchase um, and sell homes, you know, and we are the vendors that, you know, surround everybody around that based upon what we're looking to do. Yeah. The leaders in this space eight or nine times out of 10 are going to have a giving mentality. They're going to have that positivity that's kind of a cloud around them. It's, it's oftentimes rare to see someone who's a consistent thought leader or a brand leader uh, be someone who is sort of leans more negative in business practice. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a good encouragement to everyone here that if you are starting out or a couple years in and you want to continue to escalate in your reach, in your ability to serve others, in your ability to inspire the next generation, then you've got to do it through, sure, building a good team, surrounding yourself with good um, people, but also this positive outlook on how you practice. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're passive. That doesn't mean that you're not driven as heck, right? I mean, that doesn't mean that I don't go and say, I want that and I take it, right? but I do it with a positive spin, right? I do it with a respect level that possibly what I'm going to say, um, someone's not going to like, but at least comes across in a, in a nice manner. You know, we don't have to be negative um, because I think that just kickstarts that person's day and it just goes downhill and then turns everything into, into the wrong thing. But just know that that does not mean, being nice does not mean that you're not driven. It does not mean that you're not gonna go out and, and, and change the world, you know? So. You've been in these number of years, you've built a team, and you've yeah. continued to innovate in new places that is bringing people in to your sphere yeah. rather than you trying to go out and sort of participate in other spheres. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of looking at business and success differently now. Give me some ideas of what you think the future holds for you right now. Oh, I'm excited, you know, about what the future holds. I don't 
totally know, but, um, and you know, I think that's the mystery of the real estate industry, right? Um, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Like you shared early on, we've been doing the same things in real estate for so many years. Uh, we're kind of, I mean, the other day I bought a, a sports jacket. It had shoulder pads in it and I'm wearing bangles all up my arm. So I do think history does repeat itself. So some of the old school things that we used to do back in the day, we're starting to bring back to life, which is kind of fun and exciting. Um, but how do we keep, you know, changing that in a positive manner? If I am, you know, the the formula of lender A is to get a lot of their business from real, realtor A, how do I get in touch with more of those, you know, individuals? Do I wait for them to call me? I'm definitely, you know, going to be a pause on me calling them on a regular basis. So I'm not like that crazy lady that, you know, this, the, oh, here she goes again, calls me, calls me, calls me. I decided to change it, invite people into my world. You're going to like me for when you get to meet me, all the things, whether that's me being super driven, solving, you know, all the lending problems. Maybe that's me being the mom that you see. Maybe that's me, you know, trying to make a difference in my personal life. Whatever attracts you to me, I would love for you to be welcomed into my world. And if we're going to do business together, you should know all the things about me, right? And so um, that is my new approach with it. And so I have a lot of functions um, now. And that's one thing that you and I really connected with was why should we wait to be invited to go to a party where we can have our own party um, and invite all the people uh, to it? And again, compliantly, all people are welcome <laughs> is what we say. Um, and then you find within that is that they get you, right? They love your drive. They love your personality. Or they're like, this gal is not for me. And that's completely fine because there's so many other people within our industries that can serve you know, the others. Um, but you continue just to get out there and do what you love, right? Um, figure out if you're committed to this or if you're just interested, right? I mean, if I'm just interested, I'm on the verge of retirement at that point. Well, my kid's 10, so I'm not <laughs> yet. Um, and I would love to do other things, but I should, and I deserve, this is what I tell myself, and I'm worthy of something bigger um, and I'm going to continue to figure out uh, what that is. And I don't know if that's continuing to give back to the community, um, coaching and mentoring other originators to do it differently, you know, so they can be a success tomorrow. I don't know 100% what it is, but right now it is to serve our local real estate community, make a difference for them and help as many consumers gain wealth through real estate. Amazing. I think that there is um, a change in how we do business as entrepreneurs that has taken place over the last 20 years because of social media, where there's a level of authenticity, transparency, honesty um, that is required now. Sure. Um, and it, it almost falls out of line with uh, how you serve the technical quality of, of what your service is. They, there requires if people are going to be attracted to you, like what you're talking about, mm -hmm. that you have to embody those elements of transparency and honesty. And so today's real estate agent, today's uh, practitioner in almost every single side sure. of the built environment from contractors to you know mortgage to title to everything requires there be a level of authenticity that mm -hmm. is present because we're not just solely satisfied with someone uh, ticking a box or, you know, passing something through underwriting. We, we really want to know what's motivating people. And, and really, I think this is why your modern consumer is choosing a specific real estate agent is because there is that authenticity that bleeds through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think 
even for the real estate agent, how do they get their business unless they get out there, right, and make bigger connections? Um, but you're only as good, and I am only as good as my last transaction. And so I should be the best of the best within that, right? I should know all things. I should take the time to study my craft. I should never be too good not to learn something new each and every day. Um, you know, even to this day, I have time slotted for me to study my craft. And what does that mean? You know, you would think the gal who's been doing it 20 years plus years knows all things. No, I learn something new all the time. The guidelines within they change on a regular basis. And so people who, why are the real estate agents not challenging that so-called lender? Why are we assuming that that pre-approval, which is just a piece of paper that someone typed up, you know, just yesterday, right. it means anything, right? I mean, there's gotta be a trust behind the brand, right? You and I trust certain brands. We, we drink certain drinks because we trust that a, it's going to rev us up if it's the sugar-free Red Bull or, you know, rev us down if it's the, you know, non-caffeinated, uh, uh, you know, ginger ale. But we're going to go after certain brands, whether that's a shoe brand or a drink brand or a clothing brand or whatever, because we trust and we know all the things about it. That's similar to what you and I do when it comes to who we work with, right? We buy into the person, that brand, with the side of whatever they're associated with, right? And I just happen to be associated with mortgage. I want to make sure when you get something from me and my name's on it, that I'm a woman of my word. That means if I'm going to have a team around me and they're going to use my brand, that means that they have to be true to their word, right? To hold up that continued brand. Um, and so I think that's really important for people that are in the real estate world out there that are continuing to build, it is important to work with people, ask more questions. It's okay to hear the answer that you don't want to hear. Why are you wasting your time? Right. Um, and ask them, you know, do you, what I will tell you is I'm not going to work 24 seven, even though I work 24 seven, I'm going to put healthy boundaries in that makes me amazing at what I do because I can do a lot and I can make miracles happen for each person out there in a slotted moment of time. Right. I don't have to be available all the time, right? People can respect each other's boundaries and healthiness within their own businesses. And you'll find that those people there that have those grow and soar even further, you know, within their careers. It's a good, good thing to remember for literally everyone listening here. And that is don't rest on your laurels. Don't take advantage of any of the good things you've done in the past as the way you're going to be able to move forward. It doesn't mean that that, didn't matter because mm -hmm. those things did matter. But this grind or this daily remembrance that we have to go out and be the best is an incredibly great piece of encouragement for our audience because I think we all get lulled into this idea that those who love us love us and they're going to continue to love mm -hmm. us. And it's just, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. In general, I think society as consumers, we've become an oversold generation and we've become a distrustful generation sure. because of various things that have happened. We're in just the past. doing that because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so consumer trust in general across industry, across brands is low, certainly very low in the real estate world. And so if we get up and we say to ourselves, okay, I'm not going to just trust that people are going to flock to me. I've got to go out there and I've got to do, do get on the hunt. Yeah, I think that's important. I was talking with a real estate agent the other day who has had a great successful career and assumed that because of all that he did before would allow for his success to be today um, and realized that that's not true, mm. right? There are shinier objects. They're, they're, people's heads are turned for this reason or that. We need to make sure if those heads are turned, 
that they turn back to us, right? And so what are we doing within our own businesses to maintain the that sphere, right? To maintain that um, that consistent loyalty, you know, to, to your specific brand. Well, if you're not present, you know, some people get off social media because they think of this or that. If you think of yourself as the product, similar as an entertainer, right? You think of yourself as a product with a side of whatever you're selling. You, you, it's okay to talk about yourself. It's okay to speak in the third, right? I share a lot of stories. I share a lot. People are like, well, why? Because I am in a business, right? All of this is wrapped up in me, you know, providing a value or another level of trust, you know, within if they see me, they know all the things, you know, now the flip side, if you're partying and you're doing all the things that are not associated with a successful business, that's what they're going to seek too, right? So you do have to have the good and, and the balance with it all, but just taking that out because you, you personally don't think that is important to you. It's not sometimes about you and I, it's about the business, right? And so when we put ourselves in our business shoes, we're doing things for the ultimate you know, goal of the business, all within the right, you know, realm um, and the core beliefs of what we truly believe within. Get up, get out of bed, put your business shoes yeah, on, do it. stay focused, <laughs> keep grinding. Don't take advantage of all the good that's come in the past, but keep working hard to continue to provide value to your customer, to your sphere of influence today. Don't give up and don't just rest. I mean, that is I think the formula that is obviously so hard to keep hitting, but is the formula. Mm -hmm. Carrie, thank you so Yay. much for being here. Amazing today. I've really enjoyed some of the stuff we've talked about and we'll definitely have to have you back on in the future. Um, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hey everyone, Jake again, director for the business of homes podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. A huge thank you to Carrie Ann for being a part of the podcast. Go follow her on Instagram at Mortgages by Carrie Ann and let her know how much you enjoyed her story. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred listening platform and make sure to follow us on Instagram as well at The Business of Homes Pod. Do you have any feedback or want to suggest someone for the show? Email us at thebusinessofhomespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon.